Omanjika, Haramai. Welcome to Voices of Regen, a place for unapologetically bold conversations about regenerative business. Ko Claire Wild Tokyo Ingua. And Matt and I are here today for a pretty quick episode, um, introducing a new series that we've got coming up. So this new series that we're going to be sharing over the next few episodes of Voices of Regen is called the Earthshot series. Um, and so it's going to be a bit of a mini series and we'll be exploring what the Earthshot Prize means to us in the context of regeneration. If you're wondering what the Earthshot Prize is, we'll explore that in a moment. And to set the scene, I'm going to hand to Matt to share about his own story and connection to the Earthshot Prize. Yeah, hi everyone. A uh, big shout out to all of the First Nations uh, peoples of uh, the lands that we're connected to through this work. So the Kulin uh, people here in uh, Melbourne and also the Iwi uh, across in Aotearoa. Uh, and of course, all of the, the different uh, First Peoples of the spaces where our listeners come from uh, as well. The Earthshot kind of found us in some ways. So there's a little story that I'll just share as a, a bridge before we get into unpacking a bit more about the technical aspects uh, of it. But my partner and I walked into a, a bookshop uh, going back a few weeks ago now and we kind of set ourselves a bit of a, a mission was to walk, each walk out with a book that really spoke to us and spoke to the moment and uh, she picked one up very quickly around podcasts and to be honest I was at a loose end I'd, I always get drawn to the children's book section and I love the way that First Nations <laughs> stories are getting more and more um, like Claire's laughing at me right now <laughs> But I always get drawn uh, to that section. I, I obviously love um, images and putting things in visuals, and it's, it's beautiful to see more and more First Nations stories um, coming to life in that space. But the longer the short of it was that I walked through the whole store, couldn't find anything, sat down and then uh, in this chair, and then right in front of me was this uh, Earthshot book. So I picked it up and I had a bit of a giggle to myself because I saw the connection with Prince William and... Uh, I realized that there's this kind of, uh, well, it sparked another connection to another story, which was back in 2011 when I was visiting uh, Cambridge in the UK. And I was just there for a couple of days, but I was reading a book by Prince Charles and Prince William's father, and uh, it was called Harmony. And it's one of those books that when you're reading it, it just puts a fire in your belly and you're like, right, I got to do something about this. So within those three days of visiting, I'd somehow um, talk myself into applying for a place in the postgrad diploma in entrepreneurship program at Judge Business School. And uh, so there was this spark between the Harmony book and the Earthshot book. And I'm like, all right, well, anyway, it, it found me. So if, if, we, if we look at the Earthshot prize specifically, um, it's the most prestigious, so this is the way they describe it, the most prestigious global environment prize in history designed to in incentivize change and help repair our planet over the next uh, 10 years. So it's about turning pessimism into optimism uh, and I guess empowering people to, to be unapologetically bold in, in our kinds of words. So there's five different action areas that the prize is framed in. So uh, I think there's five 
uh, every year across this decade, there are five prizes of one million pounds um, that is awarded to someone or an organisation around the world. And the themes are protect and restore nature, clean our air, revive our oceans, build a waste-free world and fix our climate. So when this came up, as Claire and I were just recently doing some, some mapping for our next series of podcasts, and it came about that we would use this as, as our anchor uh, for uh, this next series of, of five. And what really resonated was the fact that um, the theme for 2022 is uh, the, the roadmap to regeneration. And so we're like, right, it's perfect. It's got our names right across it. And you know, of course, um, you know, Regeneration Projects runs a program called the Regen Roadmap, a short course, uh, and our next intake um, is about to get active on that. Claire's actually done that course. But I thought what might be interesting is to break down in alignment with those five themes, a few of the priorities that relate uh, to each so that you get a sense for um, what what they're trying to achieve with this prize. So obviously it's a huge amount of investment, 50, pounds over, 50 million pounds over 10 years, um, but the symbolism is greater than you know, those 50 immediate projects. It's actually about you know, rallying people, people to action uh, and that sense of urgency, turning that into an opportunity for innovation. So if we look at protect and restore nature, the three of the 2022 priorities include paying environmental stewards and improving land rights, using agricultural commodity markets as a lever to reduce harm to tropical forests, increasing yields in biodiverse regenerative agriculture. Now we step down to the next action area, clean our energy. Number one, engaging citizens in data collection and advocacy. Two, stopping the burning of agriculture and forests. Three, addressing personal transportation. And our third theme, revive our oceans, reducing and addressing overfishing, developing ocean ecosystem services that mitigate climate change, blue carbon, adv uh, advancing climate change solutions with ocean benefits. So you can kind of see the way that these themes are, are stacking up there. They're big, but they do have specific focuses. Uh, and what's beautiful about that is they can, you know, be tailored in different ways. So let's continue build a waste-free world. So one of their focus areas is preventing the excessive use of resources, extending the use of goods, particularly uh, food, clothes, plastics, and three, better managing waste once it has been generated. And then fix our climate, transitioning to a renewable, to renewable energy, reducing methane emissions, constructing, uh, constructing buildings fit for the future. So that gives us an idea of some of the ways uh, that they are, uh, looking at, um, I guess, framing it up. Uh, and there's some kind of playful words that have jumped out of us as well. We should just note that the submissions for this year have already closed or that the entry period for submissions for this year have already closed. But we thought to be able to mark uh, the uh, awards with a series of podcasts would be a great way of maybe laying some foundations and inspiring um, some seeds for our listeners. Back to you, Claire. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. Oh, that sounds super exciting. And, um, you know, hearing the specific categories and goals within each of those impact areas, or um, they call them earth shots, actually, in the Earthshot Prize, which is kind of cool. 
is really exciting and also quite daunting. Um, you know, as Matt said, these are big goals that we're working towards. And even though the applications for this year have closed, we're really excited to be welcoming on guests and collaborators over our next five episodes who are going, who are already taking bold action to progress these five earth shots. Um, so we'll be having a korero, a conversation with our guests and collaborators on these episodes about what they're doing, what a regenerative future looks like to them, and what unapologetically bold things need to happen to make this a reality. So we're excited. Make sure that you tune in to the next episode, and we'll be jumping into the first of the five Earth shots. Looking forward to seeing you there. Kakite.